0: Hi, I'm Jeannie Kelly, your credit coach, and I'm so excited to have Rob Gross with us today. Hi, Rob. How are you?
1: Hey, Jeannie. I'm well. I'm always happy when I get to talk to Jeannie, so of course I'm okay.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, I feel the same. I'm so excited because every time I think New York real estate uh, in the Big Apple, I think of you. Always.
1: And every time I think, my credit's... Just messed up. I don't know what to do. I don't have any money. What's my right credit score? Who can I help? I think of Jeannie. <laughs> and I, I, so here's the story, everyone out there. So, you know, a lot of us, we're in a service business. Um, a lot of us do the same thing. But here's the thing about Jeannie that makes her different. Um, when I send a client to Jeannie, I know that she's being taken care of, not just professionally, but Jeannie really lets herself come out and people come into her. And there are a couple of businesses that I really wanna model after. And you know, depth of knowledge is one thing. It's like at a restaurant, like I can, I can, and I love to eat, I love to cook. I can understand if the chef's having a bad night, but if the person at the front doesn't feel like they want you there, you don't feel welcomed, it's not professional, it kind of like ruins the experience. So um, think of uh, Jeannie as that person who's gonna take care of you.
0: Oh that's all my
1: cards. And therefore, she takes care of me. I'm really so happy and honored to be on this podcast. It means a lot to me. So thanks. Oh, to you.
0: Thank you, Rob. And you know, we've known each other for a really long time. I yeah. was thinking about that like <laughs> while you jumped on. Because first of all, let's talk about real estate. What got you into real estate? Yeah,
1: it's it's one of those stories. So uh, I got out of college. I went to Newhouse at Syracuse. so I was doing a lot of video and I was doing in-house photography for ad agencies and all that kind of stuff that you do when you go to Newhouse. And I thought, oh, you know, I'll be a copywriter. I'll do this and that. And um, I ended up working for this lousy little ad agency that was working. It was industrial they work for companies. And so I was doing pamphlets and books. It I woke up feeling sick to my stomach. This is not what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I had met this woman um, who's now my wife. And um, we fell in love quick and hard. We kind of met on the subway. It's a different story. It's a really Ooh, story. I but, love it. um, anyway, her cousin uh is this fellow named Bob Eichner. And after knowing each other, Marianne and I, for about, we moved in together for six months, and then, like, we were in the East Village, and it was the 80s, and it's like, we had had it, you know, I lived in the Lower East Side, we had done all that, and what, what's 180 degrees, well, let's buy a cute little place in the West Village, so we bought something at 45 Perry, it was a, um, a fifth floor walk up and Bob was our broker and I got to know Bob and he was so good to us and he had a wicked sense of humor and we just hung out all the time. And so we bought this property and said, Rob, um, you know, you really like real estate. Cause I was going to open houses after we bought (laughs) this. I just got bit by that bug that Uh many of us get bit by. And he goes, you should be a broker. You'd be a great broker. I'll teach you the business. It's like Bob commissions only. I, I can't do that. So this ad agency, with this boss and this job I hated, one day I got called into her office and I got fired.
0: Ooh. Now
1: I've had a job. My parents owned a China retail store in Yonkers, roadside China. I've been working since I've been seven. You know, like dusting dishes and getting a quarter <laughs> an hour. It was old school. Never been fired. I was devastated. My father, like, we don't get fired. It's like <laughs> it was horrible. Um, mm-hmm. and but. I went to Bob and I said, you know what? I'm going to take you up on this. And I had no money to speak of. And I said, can I borrow some money? So I borrowed $2,000 with interest because that's how Bob did business. (laughs) So I did. And I got my license, Jeannie and everybody else, um, right after Black Monday in 1987. I got my license, I think, November 11th. And I closed my first deal March 7th um the year following in 1988 and my first client was this woman named faith gear and mm-hmm. i don't know how she came my way but she did and she wanted to get a one bedroom in a pre-war apartment with a fireplace had to have a fireplace so that meant like west village village gramercy and i found her a place at 144 um east 19th street 18th street uh block beautiful. But in the meantime, when we were looking, she was a character actor, an older woman playing uh, on Broadway, uh, on Cat on a Hot Tin Roof of Jessica Lange. Oh, and, I met wow. and She'd take me to the Gramercy Arts Club. she invited invite me and my wife to parties. She came to parties at our house. She was in her 60s, which back then was like, she's old, but she's cool. And so, <laughs> you know, I met this incredible woman. I would see these great properties. I sold her a one bedroom. I don't know how much it was. I got paid money to do something I found really interesting. And so I've always been in contract since that day. And I think I found the perfect job for me. Mm
0: -hmm. Why?
1: I really like people. I grew up playing penny poker with my aunts and my uncle. So I like the negotiating. I like the dance. I like (laughs) the game. And I love New York. I love the neighborhoods. I love the properties. I love the history. I love the architecture. And like, what better way to be a part of the fabric of the city than to be a broker in New York? There is, I mean, maybe there is, (laughs) but for me, uh, yeah, it's it's was a dream job. It is a dream job. Um, I've met incredible people. I've learned a lot. I've met people, brokers and developers, owners and sellers, and then people like myself who's a vendor, like (laughs) Genie, and I met. my my river is narrow and deep i don't need to know i only know one genie that's all you need to know (laughs) two or three attorneys i like three or four architects i like you know three or four mortgage brokers like i just want the best
0: right yeah well (laughs) and i love everyone you always send my way has the same energy as you so I mean, they must find you. It's all this fabulous, great vibe that you have. And I can tell, obviously, I know you love what you do. I always say every single day, find what you love, what you do. And the money always flows. You don't have to worry about the money because you love what you're doing every day. You know, so it makes sense. And I feel blessed, you know, in doing what I do. I love it. You know, I fell into it by accident. I talk about it all the time horrible credit I had. And, you know, I learned from it and built a company because yeah. of it. I, I don't want anyone else to feel that same way. So, uh, but I love that. I loved your energy and tell me about the city right now, like right now, what's going on for real estate yeah. in New York city.
1: It, you know, I'm always, I always feel like the the player, or coach in the room, don't worry about this. I've been through, you know, 9-11 or really 93 with the first bombing. I've been through like the crack epidemic in 91 to 93, Y2K.com. Of course, a mortgage crisis. I've yes. been through pretty much everything. And look, I try not to worry about things I can't control, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I try to be useful to other brokers with maybe some less experiences, like do not panic. It will come back. It's New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, what happened, of course, everything died during COVID. I was very fortunate that I had a bunch of deals that were contracted before the world stopped that I actually closed. I really didn't do a lot of deals during COVID, but I figured I wouldn't. And I worked on other stuff in my life. I didn't really need to too much, but I, I kept working. It was just very hard to make a dollar, you know, right. and that's why. You know i like making money but i also like saving money and and i people are different you know um, my parents were first generation depression world war ii my dad always had cash it's like you know don't spend too much having said that and that's why we need people like jenny there's nothing wrong with leveraging especially mm-hmm. when interest rates are three percent for a 30-year fix but that time isn't now is it so what's happening in the market well what happened is that, you know, in 2018, the Fed was kind of in a trade war with China. They were worried about inflation. They were driving interest rates low and lower and to unprecedented lows that we may not see for a long time, if ever. Like who knows the future. And people forget that, you know, when I started, it was double-digit interest rates. Which right. Just was. And the important stat if it helps you or not like the 40-year average is eight percent so we have short memories here in new york we want what we want we had this period um so what happened everybody went out to the suburbs left new york no money was coming in Mm -hmm. and then new york was the epicenter really of, of the virus but then new york being new york got as virulent about protecting new york and vaccines and being smart that we kind of became the epicenter of dealing with covid and so we were about nine months behind the suburban market and then i didn't expect this like i'm not saying i'm a prognosticator or have a ouija board i do actually and i gave jonathan miller who you probably know right uh, jonathan miller is you know probably the most knowledgeable um real estate procrastinator uh, prognosticator um, he knows everything about trends and I gave him a crystal ball because he helped me on a land lease situation I didn't know <laughs> like, here now you can really do your job the way real people do it by guessing anyway I talked to him a lot and he really helped me understand what was happening so people flew back to New York and I did not expect the market that we had say up till May or June mm-hmm. the sellers were actually naming prices Bidding wars were fast and furious. People are throwing money. People realize that, hey, I want to have dinner at nine o'clock at night, like I used to. I can't do that where I'm at. And mm-hmm. I can't, you know, even if theater wasn't happening then, it will come back as it has. Right. Um you can't kill New York. Yeah. New York I know. is like the <laughs> Sorry. New York is the cockroach of of cities. Like it will morph, it will change, it will come out stronger and better. Yeah, Um, Maybe cockroach is (laughs) the (laughs) wrong. And so it has, and you know, it's interesting what will happen in Midtown with all the office space and how that's going to be used. But I also believe that COVID um, accelerated what was going to happen you know, just within the business community that we would learn to satellite away from the office and kind of live this binary business life where we would work at home and come to the office. But I am old school because I'm kind of old, but I had these Syrian developers I was working with for a project downtown. And fortunately, their office was close to me. Um, they didn't use email Um, They owned 21 properties without any debt. And they had an office that looked like kind of just (laughs) the ceilings were eight feet tall, like covered in in carpet. It was crazy. And like they go, Mr. Gross, you come, we'll have tea. If you need to uh, get in touch with us, you can fax something to the girl. The girl was like 78 and in a house dress and like (laughs) picturing her. I'll connect you now, (laughs) but you know, they taught me this, which I really knew instinctively. Anyway, there is no substitute, no substitute for being in a room with somebody. If you really want to get something done, oh, you'll get stuff done. Of course we have, we will, Mm -hmm. but I feel business is about people on one level, maybe if you're an engineer or not, but we're all end users. We're all selling something. Whether it's our knowledge or widgets or real estate, you know, and yep. uh, so they would have me over and have me for tea and ask about my wife and my daughter, and then commence to inviscerate me as best they could and beat me up <laughs> on this and that. But I love the protocol, and they were actually really good guys.
0: Yeah, I I wonder about that. I'm always thinking life will never be the same because we've right because things change no matter what and uh, i wonder with the real estate like because during the lockdown let's say you couldn't go in homes you saw virtual tours let's say you know there's nothing again rob like going in i i'm sure i've heard nightmares from even some of my circle saying well i didn't see because i bought it virtually i didn't see what was on the next block or how did the feeling of the building or whatever it may be. Uh, so I believe everything you have to be there in person, but I'm wondering what will be the change in the real estate world as far as technology, you know, with right. those types of things, you know, do you see anything different like that compared you know, to, I, you know, the open house I see houses? the technology
1: advancing to be better what it was. Okay. You know, I mean, You can't see if someone smoked or not, but if you go into a property, it smells kind of funky. You can tell. Um, You can't really hear your neighbor. You can't really see the condition of the lobby. You can't get a vibe from the building. And, you know, was it Foxton's who came into the city with a rush like 20 years ago? I still remember their hot dog, you know, umbrellas and they were like a discount brokerage and that didn't last for too and it might mm-hmm. work outside the city, but we do have co-ops. We are dealing with the 1% of the 1%. And I think people who have money understand that um, service provided is invaluable. Or actually, right. it is valuable. You can't quantify it. I know you know, the value that I bring to a deal. And um, part of it is market knowledge, part of it is technical, and a lot of it is my relationship with other brokers. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't know them, they right. know that I'll get a deal done. And I go into every deal figuring I'll work 120% and I'm not going to make the other broker look bad I can make the yeah. other broker look good right. because ultimately brokers are my clients right. in many ways. Yeah, and I, I have done many deals uh, i've gotten many deals done because i've been on the other side and conversely i want to get the best deal for my clients but i want to get a deal that goes through and in my 36 years as a broker i've had one board turned down and yeah wow I've some money but that is the stat i am most proud of
0: that is amazing Good and theory. i don't just sell
1: condos i sell a lot of condos but um yeah i mean part of it uh, maybe is luck but it really you know, if you're listening out there, brokers, you really have to quantify your buyers, mm-hmm. qualify and quantify. Right. And part of it's instinctual. And, um, you know, it happens. I'm surprised it didn't happen more, but it didn't. i a little yeah. surprised, but I'm just really like I know that I like to have fun and bring that kind of energy. But when it comes to the bottom line, brokers and buyers and sellers, first and foremost, my fiduciary to you is the most important thing. Without any argument, it's not debatable. It's not negotiable. I work for you. Right. That's, and, yeah. you know, how do you want to work? Right. Um, you know, real estate is hard boiled and I've done 22 development projects. And yeah, sometimes people get banged up. It's unfortunate, yeah. but it What's happens. Your-
0: Yeah. Rob, what's your favorite client or real estate deal? Like what's your favorite when you're like, Ooh, I'm so excited about this. This next real estate, my
1: favorite deals are the hardest deals.
0: (laughs) Yep. You love the challenge.
1: I recently sold a duplex penthouse in the lower east side with an out of town buyer. And his wife were buying it for their daughter who was graduating college and he wanted to change the condo declaration and it was a three-unit building and there was a new buyer coming into the floor below and although did he really need to have it changed probably not he was a patent lawyer and very very smart and he would tell you he's the smartest guy he knew but he was really smart and we had to get the new buyer to approve it. We had to negotiate the owner to give them a free parking space. It took us about five months. We got the contract signed early conditionally and the seller was a prince and the other broker was a prince, but it took so long to get it done. And I'd be driving in the car with my wife and daughter to hear up to college and they'd hear this guy yelling. <laughs> I <laughs> eye-rolling. And at one point, I, I had to say, Mr. So-and-so, or we'll call him John. It's like, you know, John, I know you're upset. I know you're yelling at me. You're going to feel bad about this because you're like a decent guy. You don't need to yell at me. I'm on right. your side. And it's not going to help you. At this point, it's kind of amusing. Like my daughter and wife are rolling their eyes at you. Like, I get it. You're upset. I'm throwing suggestions at you because I've been around. Look at yep. it, done. Um, he was very difficult, but, and he said, you know, I'm really sorry. I, at the end, you did a good job. I said, no, you know what, I'm grateful. Like, you know, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And yes, you were very difficult. <laughs> Why are you so nice, but you're not a bad guy and you got what you wanted the way you wanted it. I'm really proud that I can make that happen for you.
0: That's awesome. I love it. It wasn't my favorite client,
1: but the property <laughs> was fantastic. And we were the first people in.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. I I love real estate. I love hearing the love stories. You, I mean, because of you, I have so many fr- other friends because of the introduction and truly some of my favorite people. You know that I, I've just missed out on a a lunch because uh, I didn't get to go the same day, but we will get together because I do believe like you, there's nothing like in person, there's nothing getting to know someone so well, and you know that's why i feel like it's this dream team you know that i you get to surround yourself with the greatest of the greatest in the industry you are definitely the greatest when it comes to real estate and uh, i'm always honored to work with you rob i really appreciate oh, stop it, it always <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh genie <Dini>, flatterer <laughs> uh, look i you know i don't know what to say it's very kind of you Sure. Um also talking about favorite deals. So I did a lot of developers, but not like these hundred story buildings. I did a lot with people like, should we buy a restaurant? Should we invest in a musical or should we build a 50,000 square foot project in Hell's Kitchen? <laughs> like, let's do a condo. So, you know, it was the architect and it was me and it was them and it was the bank. And, you know, I did a lot of those smaller projects and it was just so interesting. And I learned so much. And, you know, that's been really fortunate in my career to have the opportunity to collaborate with some really brilliant people and some people who were smart, but didn't really know a lot. And, you know, uh, but they had money. And a lot of it was like, they were basically subscribing people to invest. So I raised a lot of equity for these guys.
0: That's great. Yeah.
1: Not all guys. One was a woman
0: that's right
1: <laughs> gender specific people sorry
0: yep. yeah yeah it's
1: my kid um and so that that's interesting I bought a lot of property from these guys and yep. um yeah who knew
0: yeah it's exciting but, I know like I said you always and that's you can't get that you know you've had the very long history you know, looking at you, I never can imagine thirty-six years. You say you've been doing it. Come on, I don't believe it. But uh, no, it's there's nothing like when you when you want to get into the city and having someone who really knows the city, because th- there's a difference. And you know, and, Rob Gross, you're the guy.
1: I will say, you know, there there are things I don't know. I mean you know, there are certain parts of the city that I don't feel like I'm an expert. Mm -hmm. And I ask other brokers to partner with me. I want to give my clients the best service. Yep. You know, like East End Avenue, not so much my thing, but clients come to me and I want them to be taken care of. I mean, people go, Rob, you're just, you're a downtown broker. What are you doing on Park Avenue? It's like, I go where my clients take me.
0: Right. Oh, that's nice. I hear your puppy. (laughs) (laughs) and i love that you know me i'm surprised my dogs most times sometimes they are barking during this podcast so i love it rob what's the takeaway what's your number one tip for listeners thinking about real estate in new york city
1: um well for buyers be opportunistic you know there's not a buyer's broker uh, market there's not a seller's broker market sorry There's not a buyer's market. There's not a seller's market. There's always a broker's market. And what that means is tap into your broker. Um, You know, it's hard to handicap the market. It's impossible. Um, And so, you know, if you see something you like, you should buy it.
0: I love that.
1: Because, you know, if you're living in New York, chances are you're doing well. You, it's not an easy city to live in financially, and so how do you quantify happiness? What's going to make you happy? You're going to kill it, hopefully, in your business. Um, but to me, where you live is so important. It becomes, at least for me, I'm really domestic, I love to cook, I like to have people over. My home is part of me, and I, I've been, I just feel funny saying the word blessed. But I I really feel blessed, you know. I mean, I've had a I've had it's not like it's over, but you know, my career has been great. The places I lived in, I've been with my wife for 37 years. I don't know how that woman puts up with me. Our kid's 21. Like I have we're close. I have a yippie dog who I love. (laughs) Like, like, look, I'm not always happy. I know I'm I I seem really happy now because I'm talking to Jeannie and but. You know surround yourself with good people surround yourself with good things um it's an inside job meaning try not to be too hard on yourself that's advice i should take you all probably could take you know yep um stick with the winners stay close to people you love find more people to love you know give back if you can yeah
0: like i'm saying all
1: these things i don't always do them you know um, but, um, I'm grateful for the life I have. I really have yeah. Yeah. in this career, which kind of came out of nowhere. I never I thought I'd that. be a real estate broker at a time where, you know, it's different now there are these mega teams and I've had a big team, but not like the teams now. Yeah. And, um, you know, things change. There's nothing wrong with mega teams. You know, they do mm-hmm. a great job. Mm-hmm. They have market share. They work really hard you know you have to find some people like pastrami other people like tofu <laughs> it's like <laughs> what, what suits you who, who's the type of broker you want to be with yeah you know but um surround yourself with a broker who really listens and don't surround yourself with a broker with commission breath it's stinky
0: ah <sighs> That's awesome. We're going to end it with that, Rob. Thank you <laughs> okay. so much. It was Love great having you. And I can't wait to see you in person.
1: And last words, surround yourself with good people. Even if you don't need credit help, give Gina a call. <laughs> He's going to take care of you. You'll feel, you'll get this like grin on your face like I have after you talked to, to Jeannie because oh, she's the best. Not only you. what she does, she's just a marvelous human being in every way.
0: Oh, thank oh, you yeah. so much! What a great podcast.
1: <laughs> I think so. You <laughs> only have to pay me half. I had
0: <laughs> Thanks, Rob.